girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. A look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking, and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens, by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating, and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! Good morning and happy Sunday, Queens, and good morning, Constance. Good morning, and how are you today? I'm great, but I'm actually just a bit taken aback by how divine you're looking today. What oh, have thanks. you done? It's the spray tan. Ah. Before you say before you say anything, look at my hands. Oh, okay, yes, <laughs> yep. yes. The, uh, yeah. oh, maybe I'll the put a photo of the hands on the socials. That would be great, yes, please. Yeah. So you might have seen Constance popping up in your Facebook feed. She's the writer, blogger. Uh, she's got over a million followers on Facebook and I'm Annalise and we've been best mates since we were five. We've got a massive show. We are so excited, aren't we, Con? We're going to be chatting to M. Rossiano. I'm so excited. Like, I'm just trying to keep my cool because I'm actually <laughs> just not. I'm going to lose it and be totally weird. Um, we're also going to be talking about... The mum, another mum's been lunchbox shamed, Con, which is just... That's so rank. <sighs> What's with all this lunchbox shaming? It's I giving me anxiety. Know. I don't know I if know. my kids' lunchbox <laughs> anymore. And public holiday and Sunday rates have been axed. Me and Annalise are old hospo heroes. I know. And we don't like hearing that hospitality rates are getting axed. Sunday rates. Ridic. And we are going to celebrate Mardi Gras in the best way we can. We have the fabulous drag queen, Crystal Clear, coming on for a chat soon. I'm so excited. Me too. And I love that name, Crystal oh, Clear. Oh, Crystal Clear. It reminds me of The Breakfast Club. Do you remember when he goes, is that clear? And he goes, Crystal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll have to ask her where the so name up. came from. Um, up next, Con, you and I, we're going to relive our rock bottom mum moments that we had this week. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Queen Sesh. Con, this week we hit rock bottom, didn't we? Well, I've hit rock bottom before. I wouldn't say I hit there. I went back there. Back. I, I just bounce <laughs> off rock bottom every now and then. I, I want to hear about yours, Con, because yours are always worse because you've got four kids and two I've of them are twins. I've got four kids and they, and they yeah. do. My house sounds like a daycare centre. <laughs> It does, when they all start up, mum, And I woke up the other morning and Bill was in Perth, of course, and I was in Margaret River where me and the kids are all living and I was waiting for him to come down south and help me. But it was one of those mornings where I heard the frigging um, truck, the rubbish truck, oh, and I was just no. like, Sh-. And so I ran down, I've got like a, you know, half a kilometre driveway. <laughs> and so I'm running down the driveway with all the rubbish and I didn't like, I didn't have enough rubbish room. So I'm dragging boxes afterwards and I'm putting it in neighbours, you know, and my neighbours hate me. I don't know why. They don't like me doing it. And they're all like looking at me and I'm just like, what does it matter to you? All the rubbish is getting taken away anyway. Yeah. And then I've come back inside. All the kids are screaming, like Arlo's like investigating his lunchbox and just collapses on the ground. Like, I don't want it. And, you know, as we all know, I've got to give him healthy lunches because <laughs> don't want to get mum shamed. No. And then Rumi's sitting there, my beautiful little two-year-old boy, and he's naked because he lives naked. He just refuses to wear clothes. And he's like wedging... Um, Nutri-grains in his belly button and I'm laughing because he's trying to hide them in there oh. and then he gets up and he walks off and I notice he's got three in his bum. <gasps> oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, get that kid dressed. Um, it just went on and on and on. Billy Violet refused to get dressed. No one wanted to brush their teeth. Everyone was ignoring me. I, you know, like it, it's endless, it's relentless at my house. And I, my cousin was staying with me and she's just laughing because she was just like, this is ridiculous. I ended up locking myself in the bathroom with a cup of tea. And writing point for point what had happened that morning because that's I find that really therapeutic yeah. and picking in groans like that's my <laughs> that is what I do I pluck in groans and the kids know if I'm plucking in groans and drinking tea back off you know <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh and we have on the line the fabulous Jasper aka Crystal Clear welcome to the Queen Sesh. Hello, ladies. Oh, How are beautiful. Oh. How are you? I'm very well. I'm very, very well. Can I just let you know I have a bit of a drag queen fear because I am a bit of a drag hag, like I'm obsessed with them. Yeah. And yeah. I walked into a bar once feeling really vulnerable and really like sober, which is really rare for me, and <laughs> a, a table full of drag queens turned around and they were like, get out, it's Kelly Osborne. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> and I sort of I stayed clear ever since because I don't want to insulted. <laughs> Mardi Gras is, it's kind of like the Olympics of drag, really. It's like, it's the biggest event in the calendar. Yeah. What, what sort of preparation, like take us through, how do you get ready for such an event? It's really strange. At, at the end of every Mardi Gras, you go, all right, guys, we've really got to prepare this for the next one. Like, mm. we've really got to do it because we were <laughs> so underprepared. And you just sort of uh. think about it all year and realise that, holy moly, Mardi Gras is in like four days. We've, we better get a step on it, guys. Come on. Do you work in like a crew? There's a few of you. It's like a sisterhood. It's a sisterhood. Oh, mom. I love that. Yes. And, and it's very much with like real girls. Like you may be catty and mean to each other and walk down. <laughs> like say, say it's a schoolyard, like a girl's, like a private school girl's schoolyard. Jemay. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and you look at some of the girls and you're like, oh, I hate that bitch. She's awful. She's really mean. No, 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 no. But then if you saw someone picking on her, you would run to that oh. and say, leave my sister alone. And, and what, what can we look forward to at this year's Mardi Gras? What are some of the highlights? Because we're so excited. Well, they, keep, they keep it so secretive. Oh, they, don't, really? they, don't announce, they don't announce a lot of the performers and stuff until quite close to the date. I have a couple of friends doing a very, very, very special, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but a very oh, but special... Do. Yeah, <laughs> it's a George Michael tribute, pretty <gasps> oh, much. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, and it's it's wonderful, and um, I'm, I've been lucky enough to see a couple of the rehearsal videos, which is, it just looks unbelievable. It looks incredible. So I'm just enjoying myself this year. I'm just gonna march in a fun, easy float. Um, Great. nothing too serious, and just go to the after party and enjoy time with my sisters and my friends. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, well, yeah, we're <laughs> actually also we're gonna take your number and from our producer Ellie, and so expect a phone call from Constance and or. Annalise because yeah. we want to hang out. Absolutely. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, girls. Thank you so much for the call. Thanks oh, so much for coming on. And, yeah, we look forward to seeing the Mardi Gras this year. We can't wait. The, 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 the Queen Sesh. Con, this week, another mum. Got a little note home in the lunchbox. Can you read the note for me? Yes. It's, uh, it says, whoops. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Cake is a sometimes food. Oh Today, God. your child was packed a sometimes food in their lunchbox that doesn't align with our healthy eating policy. They were offered a healthy alternative instead. Smiley face. 
If you need suggestions for healthy food alternatives, oh my God. please feel free to speak to the kindy staff. Everybody can sit down and talk about things in a really non-patronising way. That note is so patronising, it makes you feel like crap. And, um, yeah, I don't know what I'd do if I got it. Well, but there's, there's I had an embarrassing moment recently when my cousin packed my son's lunch. Yeah. And with my son, because he's in pre-primary, I've got to pull the lunch out and put it in, like, this little box where they eat their, you know, play lunch. Mm. And I didn't have to do that at his last school. So now I'm like, you know, I just drop him off and run. But I've got to pull it out. He inspects it. The teacher inspects it. Oh, everyone no. judges me. He judges me because it's not, you know, crap enough. She judges me and it's not healthy enough. But <laughs> she doesn't because she's lovely. But, yeah, my cousin packed the lunch and I had his play lunch. His lunch was like a sandwich. His play lunch was an Oreo and a Tim Tam and an apple. Mm. And I had to put that with all the other kids, like, cut up cucumbers. Quinoa balls. Oh, my and- God. I felt like <laughs> crap. I was just like... Okay, we need to change things up a little bit. <laughs> but I didn't, yeah, I don't need a note. I don't need anyone else telling me. Like, I struggle so much trying to get healthy food into my kids. They won't even eat, like, the kids' normal staples, like pasta and toasted sandwiches. They just refuse it. Yeah. Well, look. It's not that simple. On our socials at the Queen Sesh, we want to hear what you think. Uh, have you ever had a lunchbox note? Or do you think it's actually acceptable? This is the Queen Sesh. We were just talking about those Lovely little notes that sometimes appear in kids' lunch boxes when they get sent home, and uh, basically we, we're calling them food shaming notes uh, because another South Australian mum had one sent in her kids' lunch box after she puts a piece of cake uh, in her kids' lunch box, which was deemed very inappropriate. And on our socials at the Queen Sesh, we've asked you guys, what do you think about the food shame notes? And on thirteen ten sixty, we have Sam on the line. Hi, Sam. Hi, Sam. Hi, hi, how are you going? We're good, how thanks. are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Personally, I think it's a bit rich that yeah. uh, the school seems to take it on themselves to tell people how to feed their own children. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty I sure agree. I know how to feed my own children. <laughs> and also, I'm not there telling the school how to educate my kids. So why are they telling no. me how to feed my kids, you know? Like, we've all got exactly. our jobs. Let's just stick to them. Yeah, let's do that. Because, I mean, I'm all for, you know, schools um, employing a healthy eating policy. But, you know, if my little girl takes a cake to school once every so often, I don't see that as a major deal and I I don't think I deserve a note. Yeah. And sometimes me. they're going through something and you just want to give them a little cake to say mum loves you and, you know, which actually I just learnt the other day that rewarding with food is not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that Scrap to a that. toilet-trained mother. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks so much, Sam. And Thanks, Sam. We've got Peter on the line. Peter, what do you think about this? I really don't think that the mother was being shamed. Probably not everyone agrees with. For me, I think shaming is something that you're, put on out in the public forum, you know, if it was posted in the newsletter or it was up all over the classroom to say, how dare this mother send a, a cake um, for her child. That's publicly shaming. Yeah, mm. you're right. Yeah. She wasn't publicly shamed. I kind of feel like us as mums and like modern day mothers, it's all about this is my child and I'll raise them as, as I feel. So they put up the wall and they don't take in any advice and helpful advice and don't see, I guess they see it when someone offers advice, they see it as an attack on them personally. I, don't, I also I don't, feel like there's a way of giving advice that may mm. be more helpful than another way of giving advice. I don't, I don't give that much advice because my advice is usually crap, but <laughs> uh, when I do give advice, I like to like um, reference a time that it, the same thing happened to me so I can come from a place of understanding and not make anyone feel guilty and not make anyone feel worse about themselves. When someone feels worse about themselves, they don't usually solve any problem. They just feel bad at worse about what they're doing. So that would be my my 
intake of the whole thing was that the message is great. Like we, I wish all of our kids could eat better, but I do think that there's a way of approaching things and it probably wasn't gone the right way. Like how would you feel if you got the note? Yeah, we would love to keep hearing your thoughts on our socials at The Queen Sesh. Keep those comments coming in and stick around because, Con, we have finally, we took a while to get there, but we've caught up on Married at First Sight. Oh, and there's so much to download. I was up until midnight catching up. <laughs> I can't stop. There's something wrong with me. Queen sesh. Married at first sight con. Oh my god. I can't cope. What I'm loving this year is that they all have live they live together in kind of like a commune with their own separate couple Evan, rooms. You know how I feel about communes. I know. And they make them like hang out at dinner parties once a week and you know, feed them lots of wine and all this drama unfolds. And then drama. you've got the three experts judging and watching and commenting. Oh my god, from well, that's actually room. what we're doing as well, exactly. which is not expert. Oh, I know. <laughs> and that's actually my favourite part. So it's just like do. drama central and You know what? That makes me it. want to do it. Makes me want to get like three experts like yes. commenting on me and Bill have dinner. <laughs> Because every time Bill talks to me now, I go, oh, my God, if there was an expert watching us through a camera, you would be getting bitched about so bad for what you just said. Anyway, <laughs> so last week was the dinner party from hell. And mm-hmm. I know it really rocked you and I uh, because one of the, the girls came back in after leaving the experiment, as they call it. She came back with a new groom who'd also left the experiment with another ex. I'm not sure if you're following. But basically they came in as a new couple and they came into this dinner party and everyone was very sceptical because I think... Oh, when, they weren't sceptical of Jonesy. No, not when the Jonesy no. in, It was like, Jonesy, wicked, man's back, yes, legend. Yes, but they weren't, weren't impressed with Cheryl. No. Um, <laughs> and It was like, we love you, Jonesy. Prove yourself, Cheryl. I know, right? Would you have dated Jonesy, like, outside of the experiment? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'll tell you no if I didn't think so. Bullshit. Absolutely I'm questioning Cheryl's intentions because it was all bullshit. Was a complete act. How's you know, the music. I, I know. Like I Jaws love- <laughs> was circling the table. <laughs> well, they were circling her like sharks. And you know what? This poor girl. Yes. She's all of twenty-five, and oh, she's so sweet. I know. And they all ganged up on her. And the the guy that you heard there, sort of leading the charge, Anthony. He has since come out and said it's all editing. You know, if you believe those reality TV shows as gospel, you believe in the truth fairy. And I guess they needed a villain, and they they painted me as the villain. And Everyone always says that when they come off bad. Off, I know. Um, and look, I, I get that because you do, I think you get stuck in that reality bubble and the world oh, definitely. becomes... definitely. You're in a world. Yeah. So you overreact and you could say five mean things over five hours and they edit together, punch, 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 and you do look like you're coming across harder than you are, but you still are saying those things. Exactly, you know what? I was on Big Brother when I was 21 and when people used to say to me, how do you think you were edited? And like, they didn't edit me in a good light. They edited me in a terrible light. But, you know, I wasn't bitchy. I wasn't mean, but I was just a bit of a mess. And I am a mess. And there was nothing <laughs> I could really do about that. So you've got to say the, you've got to say the things and be the person in order for them to edit it. They can only exaggerate what you're doing. Yeah, I just, I don't know why so many people hide behind that edit line because I don't think anyone really buys it. It wasn't just him, though. It was also the twins. Like, there was a little bit of ganging up from other girls onto Cheryl yeah, as I well. Know. Cheryl was being so beautiful in her retaliation. She wasn't retaliating. She was just going, I really respect you guys, and I know that you really love Jonesy, and that's why you're saying these things to me. And I'm thinking, what? I would have walked out. Like, I can't handle being ganged up on at all. I would have been in tears, yeah. yelling at everyone, sculling wine, <laughs> whatever I needed to do. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, look, I, I think they, they came out of it beautifully on the next episode. They had that giant open counselling session and Susan, another lady, brought up. Beautiful, you know, Susan. Yeah, she brought it up in front she of the group. She doesn't say bullying. And, you know, she, they all talked about it as a group and I just thought, wow, I, we need that in life. We need. That, absolutely. Yeah, weekly You know, she's session. one of those people that just won't let things go and won't stand by while someone's getting bullied. And I love that about that whole episode. I was like, I was in tears, like really anxious, throwing mm. my phone, watching it on my phone in bed. Throwing my phone against the wall, and then the next episode, I was like, "Yes, yes, yes!" <sighs> you go, Victory. Susan. <laughs> That's my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! Now, if you have a Facebook account, you would have heard of Constance Hall. She's the controversial blogger. She's uniting women globally with her Queen movement, and she's got a million followers on Facebook. And I'm Annalise, her bestie. I'm the gal to your Oprah con. For now, but you know, for now, the Ellen soon. Yeah, and exactly. I think I'm actually going to emerge out of this as the Ellen. So watch this space. And uh, yeah, we're mums, we're queens, and this is a show for queens. And still to come on this hour, we're very excited because we're going to chat to Em Rossiano, and we're both having like creepy love fangirl moments just quietly. <laughs> don't don't tell anyone. Um, and public holiday and Sunday rates have been slashed. How will this affect you? Find out shortly. And up next, we're going to talk about Angelina Jolie and the public outcry. I, I can't quite cope with it. Everywhere I go, I'm talking to people. I'm talking to people at the supermarket. Yeah. What, is, what is everyone's problem with Angelina at the moment? We'll chat about it in a sec. This is the Queen Sesh. Earlier this week, I wrote a post about Angelina Jolie because I'm really passionate about online bullying. Yes. And I feel as if um, she's been bullied nonstop by everybody on social media. Every single new news article that I read about her is just full of trashy comments over and over again. You know, she stole Brad, she's a manipulator, mm. she's calculated, she's, I feel sorry for her children. By the way, I hate it when people say I feel sorry for her children. Mm. It's just it's such a ridiculous thing to say. Her children look beautiful and happy. Yeah. And um, it made me start thinking, a, a lot of it came, comes down to the fact that she stole Brad off Jen. Which and we, so and what, we don't know. I mean. What, yeah, who cares what yeah. happened? It's not our business. Mm. And what really gets to me is the term the other woman. Now, I feel I, I wrote this post about the other woman and how we're constantly blaming the other woman mm. when a man cheats. And then when a woman cheats, we don't have the term other man because no. we're also blaming the woman. So I feel as if women are getting blamed for everything and everybody is all poor Brad Pitt. Mm. You know, you've finally been released from the clutches of this evil woman. And I just feel like it's so easy for people to just blame women. Online bullying's rife, boys and girls, you know, everybody's getting it. But I wrote this post about how I don't condone all the negativity about Angelina. I don't condone the fact that Brad Pitt got a standing ovation at the Oscars mm. and everybody's like, we love you so much. And they're basically shunning Angelina completely. And I think it's just women are such easy targets. I don't blame women for this. I think that women feel jealous and feel scared and feel threatened by other women because for hundreds of years, if we don't get the man, we don't survive. Mm. You know, back in the past. So we've Learned, we've been conditioned to be against each other, but I'm trying to change things. And I wrote a beautiful post about how we don't know what's going on. You know, she may have been the other woman, but Brad Pitt was the one who, who was in a relationship. And then I started seeing all these comments on my page, which is usually a place full of love and kindness and respect. And it was all about, yeah, well, she made her bed. Yeah, well, I don't mm. agree with the way she's raising her children. In the end, I just took the 
post down because I am not going to be a platform for bitchiness against women, no matter who they are. People always think that, you know, she's rich and famous, so it doesn't matter. She still probably reads this crap. Like, I know mm. I read the crap that's said about me and so much horrible stuff is said about me. I'm a feral, I'm a bitch. No wonder her and her husband are having problems, always mm. blaming me. Nobody knows what's going on in my marriage, oh, no, whose I, fault it con, is. I totally blame Bill, don't worry. <laughs> I know, it's clearly <laughs> Bill's fault. And it's, yeah, I, I felt very connected to this topic and I just went, no, nah, I'm taking the post down. It had already had a thousand shares. It had already had heaps of momentum and like mm. technically was a good post for my page, but I just went, no, nah, I'm not doing it. I, I refuse to be part of it. And that's sort of spurred something with me and Annalise that we want to get really involved in is online bullying. And I think to myself with, you know, I've got over a million supporters and I am making an income from working and I am my, I've got a whole family of support. I've got a team of people that love me and I'm still feeling like death when mm. I get all these trolley comments. I still feel like have a, having a panic attack, panic attack and hiding under my bed for a week. So I cannot imagine what it feels like for your average teenager who's getting online bullied and I just want to do something I don't know what we're going to do yet but yeah. I want us to really do something that's going to make a significant difference. This is going to be a huge focus for us and yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts on our socials at the Queen Sesh. Our socials that are a safe place for Total everybody. safe place, a beautiful space. Up next, Con, it's time. It's time. <laughs> it's time. We have Emrosiano. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. She's the first celebrity that we've actually interviewed. I know, right? Okay, okay. So be exciting. cool, Annie. Be cool. <laughs> be cool. <laughs> the Queen Sesh. We're going to chat to someone, and we're a little bit excited. Con. Um, she's yeah. a comedian. She's a writer. She's a singer. She's queen of the radio on Sydney's Today FM breakfast show. Emrosiano. Hi, Em. Oh, I don't know how Alan Jones would feel about you calling me queen, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll wear the crown. You know, once I read this interview with Lena Dunham and, and she was interviewing Amy Schumer and they said at the bottom, they said she put in she put on this really embarrassing cool girl voice when she was interviewing her and I'm really <laughs> trying not to do that. <laughs> I'm not, trying not to be like my cool M voice, okay? Pull me oh up. Oh, my God. Because you, you and M, you actually are my John Farnham. I love you so. I've loved you Aww. since day dot, babe. And you and I, I claim you as a friend to everybody. Else. <laughs> she so, does. So she it's going, that M Rosciano, she's so funny. I go, oh, really? Do you want me to call her? Because she's like my bestie. Hey. And we've never met. <laughs> no. I, you're a friend. Look, of course you're a friend. I, you need to aim higher, babe. Like, I should not be your Farnham. I feel like your standards are low. No, I found my Farnham. Stop it. <laughs> now, Em, you are hosting SBS's special event broadcast of the Mardi Gras, which is what we want to chat about today, which is, is so exciting. Is that just exciting. goals for you? Is that just I've reached the pinnacle now? Well, look, it's second pinnacle. Top pinnacle is representing Australia in Eurovision. Oh. Uh, I'm campaigning hard. <laughs> Definitely. Um, those bloody Veronica twins apparently have beaten me. I don't know. I'm oh, hearing no. rumours. <laughs> I'll get in there. This is up there. It's something I've wanted to do for a very, very long time. And let's face it, I am the campus person on the panel. You should see what I'm wearing. I'm wearing a sequin dress with cockatoos on the shoulders. Like, oh, you can heaven. Try and fight, oh, I think I've seen this dress on your socials. Yes. Yes, I I'm love having that it made. You saw it, now you've got it. Yeah, I'm really honoured. You know, I'm not technically part of the gay and lesbian community, but I am a gay man trapped in a straight woman's body who looks like a lesbian. <laughs> so I cover all boundaries, and it's about bringing all our communities together and and really championing, uh, you know, marriage equality and equality in general. And you know, if I can bring in some family audience, my kids will be watching. You know, what's what some arseless chaps amongst friends? You know, I just, I <laughs> absolutely. What's a party without them? Now, okay. me and Elise were wondering if you could get us into any after yes, parties because Con and I both. <laughs> going to be in Sydney and we thought, hey, let's just ride M's sparkly coattails all the way to the Mardi Gras. 
Yes. Of course. What, are, what are we I'm doing, thinking, guys? Well, whatever you want. <laughs> if you know me, you know that I'll just be looking for a cup of tea by 9pm. So. Oh, really? So I had visions yeah. that you'd be topless on a bar somewhere yeah. and, you know, just we would all be surrounded by your glory, but that'll have to be me. Oh, babe, I keep up to now. I'm so boring. I mean, look, I'll do topless if it's 4pm. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Oh, I love you, Em. Thank you so much what? for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. And you can, oh. you can catch Em uh, on the 2017 Sydney Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras Parade on SBS next Sunday, March 5 at 8.30pm. Thank you. Thank you, my glorious bitches. <laughs> this is the Queen Sesh. This week, Con, the Fair Work Commission announced cuts to Sunday and public holiday penalty rates for hospitality and restaurant and fast food and retail and pharmacy workers, which is, um, it's caused a, a huge uproar and, and rightly so. Well, I think it's horrible because I no one wants to work on a Sunday. No one no. goes, wicked, best day to except, work. Except us, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but even I don't like doing that. <laughs> but yeah, I think if you're, if you're working on a Sunday, you should be paid more. And I'm Absolutely. quite happy to pay more for a meal or if, if I can actually go into a cafe with my children, um, which I don't do much. Yep. But I, I'm happy to pay an extra loading on that because... Absolutely. And yeah. there are... Um, that when I was hairdressing, like there were some of the hairdressers that would take the Sunday shift. We only ever had one. Like there was 10 during the week and one person would do a Sunday shift and she'd get paid so much. And I was like, all the best to you. You want to do it. You can sacrifice your Sunday. Good for it. Good for you. You deserve the extra money. But I don't want to work on a Sunday. So I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't bring myself to do it. Now, when I walk into a cafe or even like get into an Uber and there's a surcharge, my first thought is, oh, can I afford this? And then my second thought is, yeah, I'm more than happy to pay because you're in good spirits. You're out. Mm. You're having breakfast. You're catching an Uber, you know, whatever you're doing, you're having a great time and these people are working and it's the least we could do. And a public holiday as well. I mean, that's I rough. That's ridiculous. Because you know what's going to happen is these employees are going to make you work on these days. Yeah. They're going to say, you know, that's what happens in hospitality. They go, these are your shifts. You're working Friday night, Saturday day, Saturday night, Sunday, and then you can have, you know, Monday and Tuesday off and you just go, oh, okay, you don't get a choice. Mm. So I think that you're either they're going to either have to give you all choices or they're going to have to pay you more. It's not fair. And particularly, you know, remember you used to get that double shift on a Sunday and you're like, yes, beer money for the week. Yeah, you know? that's and exactly right. That's a very minor scale problem. But if you look at families and particularly if one of the parents is working on a Sunday and they've, because obviously, you know, you don't have to pay daycare if one of you is at home, one of you works Sunday, you're sort of setting up your budget based on these penalty rates. And mm-hmm. I think um, as, as we're going to find out, it's it's affecting a lot of people. Uh, so on our socials at the Queen Sesh, we want to know how will these cuts affect you. We were talking about how the Fair Work Commission has announced cuts to Sunday and public holiday penalty rates for hospitality and fast food, retail and pharmacy workers, which, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a massive blow for a lot of people and a lot of families. And we asked on our socials at the Queen Sesh, how will you be affected and what are your thoughts? And Kylie has written to us on Facebook and she said, I'm all for high penalty rates for Sundays. People have families. If they have to be at work on the weekends, they should be compensated. Oh, Catherine has actually used one of our memes as her profile picture, so I'm loving her. Uh, she said, most people wouldn't get a choice to work Sundays. We have to think how this would affect our students too. Uh, if you can only get work on the weekends and make ends meet, then penalty rates are taken away. Your option to go to uni becomes less realistic, which is, yeah, I didn't even think about the students, Con. Yeah, absolutely. Sundays, uh, you know, they fill the void for so many people. Yeah. So uh, on 131060, we have Jess on the line. Hi, Jess. 
Hi, Jess. Hi, how are you doing? We're good. What do you think about this one? To be honest, I think it's ridiculous. Sundays have always been family time to me and I work at a small retail shop. So working there on Sundays is just that little bit of extra cash. And, you know, I'm And you're making big sacrifices to do it. Yeah, I've got two young kids and it sucks to be away from them on weekends. Like, no family oh, time type yeah. of thing. Totally. So, you're just envisioning everyone else is sleeping in and watching a movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like a slap in the face, really, especially with, you know, now they're talking about public holiday rates as well. Is it going to affect you working Sundays? Are you going to have a, you know, have a look at the budget and, and reassess? Like, are you going to stop working now because of it? Yeah, probably. If it means that I'm not going to be earning what I used to be, then I'd rather spend the time at home with my hobby and two kids. It's just not worth it to me. <laughs> yeah, no. I used to do that when I was hairdressing. Like sometimes I'd do two days a week, sometimes I'd do five. I'd just go, actually, I'm not. I'm only going to bring it down because it's not worth it with the money I'm paying in daycare. It's a huge one and we'd love to keep hearing your thoughts on our socials at The Queen Sesh and just reach out to us and, yeah, let us know your thoughts. This is The Queen Sesh. And con. Oh, it's our least favourite time. Time to say goodbye. I know. We're coming to the end of our sesh that is queenly and we do like to finish the week um, with our queen vice, which is just a bit of advice for queens and uh, I guess really as well, it's not it's not just us giving advice because we're getting all the queen's advice on our socials as well. So we'd love to hear from you anytime. PM us if it's you're not wanting to be you know, public about it. Um, you can ask us anything. Um, but we've had a, a lovely lady send us something and I think you'll really be interested in this con. She said, I overheard my boyfriend and his mates chatting about girls on Tinder. A guy had gone on a date with a chick and they said, yeah, but she's a Tinder chick, as if she was less respected because she was on Tinder. It's mm. like they were judging mm. her for meeting guys on Tinder, even though he was on Tinder doing the same thing. Yeah, and so she said, what can we do to change these gender Does that not remind standards? you of the age-old, uh, yeah, but I slept with her on the first night? Yeah, like a woman, a woman can sleep with yeah, ten men. Yeah, that happened to and me. Yeah. And, yeah, and then you'd sleep with a guy that you just met and then all of a sudden he'd be like, but she's not a potential lover, and you'd be like, well, you're not a potential lover either then, you know, like why can't we just be potential lovers because yeah. we're all sexually liberated. I think that the only way to really combat that is for every single woman on earth to download Tinder <laughs> and then we can all. <laughs> be Tinder chicks and we oh, also you just, get to go. You want to be on Tinder so And I bad. have ulterior motives with this, but I think that we all, if we all became Tinder chicks, then no one could judge us for being Tinder chicks. When I have a think about it and I think about the men that I know who are different to that, who are really like respectful of sexually liberated women, I think about my own family and my mum raised two boys to, um, she's always been really open about her sexuality mm. and she talks about the things that she used to do when she was young and the boys are like blocking the ears going, la, 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 yeah. you're so rank mum. <laughs> and she laughs and walks off, she doesn't care. And now my brother, for one, is someone that I can honestly say he is 19 years old and he does not judge women for their um whether they're online dating or their sexual history or anything and he's a handsome mofo like mm. I'll put up a photo of him he'll kill me but he's gorgeous <laughs> and he's popular and he's sweet and he has nothing against women who want to you know how they want to express themselves whether they want to go on online dating so I look back at that um at that sort of theory and I look at my children and I think I really want to raise my sons to understand the future of women is not the way 
way that we used to be treated where we had to be this damsel who was like a virgin to be attractive and mm. to be a potential lover. We can be just as, you know, uh, aggressive in our own love lives as men can be and we can go out and we can get what we want. And, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely appalled by this double standards on Tinder. Like, aren't we on Tinder because we want we all want to find someone? Isn't that why people are on Tinder? I think it's about, uh, for the women who are on Tinder, owning it, you know, never be ashamed, just be proud, be proud of, of who you are and why you are doing what you're doing. And, and just know there's two married old hags in the studio somewhere <laughs> jealous as oh, just, of what you're doing. Yeah, just just FOMOing it. Uh, but look, that that's all we have time for. Make sure you listen. Same time Thank from 7am so next listening, Sunday. Queens. Hit we us up you. on our socials at The Queen Sesh. And if you've missed anything, you can catch up on our podcast. Have a great week, guys. Bye. This is The Queen Sesh.